feel like I should announce uh, this show kind of like we did back in the early days. This is your host, Sarah Rice, and I'm here with my other host, Susie Meister. Yes. Episode of 11, Things We Got Wrong. It, I, I know I say it all the time, but I don't understand what how your voice is so different, Sarah, specifically yours, from Beca- then. I was oh. thinking about... Because I'm... There, there's a tone. There, the, there's a. Are you sure? Yeah, because I'm like this is this is like. Uh, what is the word? Like false confidence. Like it's Back there's then? this there's this speaking with a, an authority on <laughs> bullshit that you have known nothing about. No, I feel like that. Where like I, there's like an assertiveness that I had no business having. <laughs> I don't. I feel like it's the timbre. Like you where, think it's lower now. Um, I can't even say if it's lower or not. I I just think that sounds so different from her voice now, and I don't know what it is. Are we have we been through so much that like our I voice think that just... I think I do have a little more of like the I I, I notice that it's more of a vibe. Yeah, of like vibe. I don't know what the fuck. What do I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anything. right. We've given before. Up. I was like. Yep, this is exactly what it is. It's blah, blah, so blah. true. And now I I'm hate like, it. I don't fucking know anything. What is it? What? Uh, it's probably a lot yeah. more mumbling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Sarah back then. I like her now, but it's just like a totally different person. Oh, I'm so much more chilled out now. Yeah, maybe that's it's it. It's so much better. I think grad school was so helpful for me because it really helped me. I I knew that I and this show for real mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so much that you realize you don't know and <laughs> I think what I hear is like a like more humility in my voice. Mm-hmm. There's this sense of like like grad school taught me solidified like that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and none yeah. of us do. And we're yeah, all the, just I trying keep to getting fake reminded it. of that every day. I saw this like this this tweet or meme or whatever that's going around. That's like when we're kids, we look at teenagers. We're like, oh my god, they're so cool and they know everything. And uh, and then when we're teenagers, we look at adults. We're like, oh my god, they're so cool and they have everything figured out and they know everything. And now we're adults and we realize, fuck it, man. We're just nobody ever knows anything, and we're all just here trying to like figure it out. As we go, and yeah, so stop the, pretending. The I like that shift. I like that as you age, you realize like life's just confusing, and this is the human condition, and all that. That's nice. What I don't like that I notice every day is how because the world has changed so much in not great ways that Suze is so deflated and like you know not happy. As, or what's the word? Hopeful, maybe. Um, as much as I used to be, that is such a bummer. Especially like you little girls. You are as hopeful. You, th- you think? 
No, Little Sue's was like full. Oh, of Little Sue's for sure. Oh, yeah, man. and then it's like deteriorated so much, and I'm like, damn. And there's really no way to f- fake that. Mm. I think like it's just there. It's not hope. <laughs> but I feel like I also hear more of like an appre- is it an appreciation like gratitude in a way. Of like, I don't, that's not really the right word, but I feel like what you are so good at doing is recognizing the beauty in like the little things in the stuff that really matters. And I do think there's more of like realizing that life is suffering and that there can be even beauty in that, but it is not as like playful. (laughs) Right. But more depth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's playful in a different way. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. In the episode that we are covering, I don't know which one you listened to, but it was the one I listened to, Cults. Did you listen to that one? I did listen to Cults. Okay. And I think that was the one where, like, man, I was thinking it was hilarious. Like, I had a laughing fit on that one. And, like, we were just, like, maybe we were drinking. (laughs) I had a cold. You did. You sounded sniffly. I could have been a high on cough syrup. I thought, oh my gosh, this was pre-COVID. And like, I wasn't even worried that she was coughing. And now I would be like, get out of my house. Uh, Right. You would never let me come in with the sniffles like that. No way. I'd be tested, swabbed. You were fine with germs, man. Yeah. Mm. I also listened because I felt the timing was appropriate. Yeah, I did too. Okay, good. The year in review. Yeah, it's funny. It was so crazy. That one. Okay. And I, I'll be honest. Like, so the cults one, I'm like, we've got, we have an emergence of a lot of new cults. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've kind of talked, Oops, you've mentioned a little bit about ahead, why sorry. this is on brain candy. Mm-hmm. On how there's kind of this return back to, but like break away from. Uh, uh, like religious institutions and these like... Mm. Yeah, definitely. There's some questioning of systems, which has been... There's been good parts about that. Yeah. But then the bad parts. And then the digital culture has made it so that like it's sort of democratized information, which is not great because now we treat like an expert the same as some dope down the street that like read one thing on Yahoo News. Right. (laughs) <laughs> so like yeah. you just get to pick which one you want to believe right and everybody looks great. like a cult leader exactly yeah. and then i keep well we didn't talk about this in the cults episode which maybe we didn't really know much about it at, the, at that time but i've learned so much since then about like sunken cost fallacy and how what once, is that what is that sunken cost fallacy is like once you've decided to believe in something oh. you've invested effort, energy, psychic energy into it. In and for so a penny, like, in for a pound? Yeah. And then it's Got very it. hard as yes. a, a human being to sort of let go of that investment that you made. Anybody who's played poker and has yes. bet and go and puts in exactly. a little more chips than they have, know exactly this feeling because you are like, mm, I'll just keep going even though I have nothing. Because I've already in for so much, I might as well write it out. 
Right. And so we see it a lot mm. with cults, but we can see it in political ideology and all sorts of things where, you know, you invested so much in this and then it becomes more and more obvious that you made a mistake. Like when you're in a cult, like it's, things are getting real bad. Oh you're having to like bang the leader or wear weird clothes <laughs> Get or whatever. Branded. Yeah. And you just think, I can't admit now right. that all of these years or all this time or all this money or whatever it is that you invested mm-hmm. was a mistake. So you just continue. And that's why people have trouble leaving like their political party or their yeah. religion or even their oh. family. Oh, their marriage. I didn't even think about it's all the same political party too. Yeah. So wow. I get it because it's a human nature thing. What do you call it? Sunken cost fallacy. Sunken cost. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, but like we really veered off of cults pretty fast, which is classic Sarah and Cla- Sue's. Classic. I said in that one that you, uh, I referred to your family as very liberal. I would not say that now. I got that wrong. Would you no. say your family is liberal? Dr- Lucas is. I would say my brother is. Well, one of them at least voted for Trump once mm-hmm. or maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the other brother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I would say he's, no, no, he's libertarian. Libertarian. But that's not liberal. Not liberal, right? No, I would say that my mom raised us in a family that was very liberal and open-minded, but what I feel like it was almost anarchic. No, it was that. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Like yeah. No, so it, it makes sense that 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 yeah. They're like blow it up, blah. yeah. And it's that's really a gross. very sort of like white male yes. thing. Very Joe Rogan. Yes. And I wouldn't call that liberal, so I would I think no. I got that wrong. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you saying. got that wrong. <laughs> I Absolutely. guess I was comparing it to my family, which is very conservative, and I just thought, yes. well, it's not like my family, so they must be liberal, but I think that was yes. false. Yes. Uh, well, uh, this was like a silly one, but other thing that I was very false on that episode was when uh, I was commenting on like, where's my dog in the room? And I was like, oh, my dog is so good. Nope. Boy. Nope. Bo is good. That was not Bo. That was something that I was talking about because it was a he. And I was like, that dog was the devil. That dog was actual, an actual terror. That dog was like, could have been a cult leader. Do you, <laughs> can you imagine? Do you think that we thought that because when it when Sigmund was a puppy that they sleep a lot, you know, like babies? Yeah. So maybe we thought he was good because there was a lot more sleeping. The bar was low. Maybe it was like he was being good that day because he wasn't destroying anything or peeing in a suitcase or like chewing the face off of like one of your child your child's t- favorite toy. Yeah. Ate the eyeball. Yeah, Lincoln and I were just talking about that. Bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was traumatic. Yeah, we oh, got that, that poor wrong. Poor little guy. Poor Link. Mm-hmm. Last the other night, I I said good night to Link, and I said tell ninety nine. I said good night, and he goes, I have to tell you, I haven't been sleeping with ninety nine because we need to stitch him. He is too tender right now. And I can't risk sleeping with him because he might <laughs> incur injuries. Oh, that's the best, Sarah. It's so cute. Does, does 99 have a 
a, a tear, a little boob. I think there's a, a, a part, a loose... what would you call that, where it's like, you got to be careful or his arm God. might fall off. Oh, okay. We got, we got to sew that guy up. There's a vulnerability. <laughs> a vulnerability, a weak spot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But anyway, yeah, we were wrong about Sigmund big time. Oh, you're definitely wrong. I wonder what that dog said. I, I honestly think this is so silly. I think Sigmund might die before Bo. I think you're right. Because like those dogs don't live very long. <laughs> right? We mentioned um, in the new, the new Year's episode about... A year in review of 2015, mm-hmm. how Paul Walker had died in a previous year and he lived too fast and too furious. And I feel like Sigmund is like that. <gasps> too fast, too furious. <laughs> right? Oh my God. That episode cracked me up. I can't believe how casual we were about mortality. I, I feel like our relationship with mortality has changed since, I don't know, COVID Probably. or getting older or maybe you having a kid and like, like I don't know what it is, but I, what maybe COVID. What part made you, did you think we were callous? What would it, what Kind of. Why? That, I, that it seems, I, I think after we had it during COVID, well, it's still going on, but like, I think during the pandemic when it was afterwards, we just experienced so much death and there yeah. was so much death in our face that year that now the idea of doing a celebrity death pool <laughs> is crazy. Okay. Well, maybe you have evolved. I still think that's funny. The I Heath will Ledger say, Memorial Celebrity Death Pool is yeah. still funny to me. It, I mean, it is hilarious. My, my favorite part about that was that we had to like mail in our entries and I mailed mine in. Filled with glitter. So whoever opened it got... It was like fun glitter, like confetti. Not like glitter glitter, but like I would be more upset about that than death. (laughs) I thought it was funny. I thought it was like... I loved in the Heath Ledger Memorial Celebrity Death Poll, what I liked about it is the the clever way that we did the scoring, which was that the points were based on the youthfulness of the victim. So like when Michael Jackson died, that was a real boon because you got like 50 points almost because he was so young. Now, but when like Betty White, you would have got only one point. One point. Because it was subtracted from 100. Right. Yeah. Uh, You... I think you were right on and kind of like predicting the future when you said, you know, who's on the list, Rob Kardashian. I have a death poll prediction for 2016. Oh, oh my God. Who? Speaking of the Kardashians, (gasps) Rob's kicking it. Wow. Why? The the brother, he put on a hundred pounds in the last year. He's alleged to be. He's got that Kardashian curse. He's alleged to be abusing drugs and he's been a recluse. Like if he, he yeah. went out to in and out a few months ago and it became a trending topic because he left his house. So yeah. it is kind of, and creepy. he was hospitalized recently yep. and has been diagnosed with the diabetes. So I think that unless he gets his act together, he's the next one to go. That was the original clip. I read this was like a, a, I don't know, kind of like an, I I read that on December twenty seventh, there's and, and that he had an overdose, was taken to a hospital, and a French newspaper reported on this, and no U.S. newspapers reported on this, and then there was some like 
I, it, there's some information on YouTube. I don't know the, the accuracy or legitimacy of this story, of course, mm-hmm. it's like it's a tabloid story, but there is some, some, there are rumors out there that just a few days, a few weeks ago that he mixed like alcohol and prescription pills and whether it was mm-hmm. accidental or on purpose, I don't know, but ended up in the hospital and that the family has been covering it up. Like the family is really going to lengths to not have this news out there. It's believable because he has been troubled for so long. Yeah. And I'm, to be honest with you, I'm surprised that other members of the family aren't messed up because, well, like right. visibly messed up because right. it's very they, hard to be in that public eye like that. I don't know how they function. I, I honestly don't. And I think some of the children have made decisions to be off camera and not even appear. Like I, I read an article that was about, um, what's there? I think it's Mason is what is. Nicole, yeah. no, what's her name? Courtney. Uh, Scott and Courtney's son. And there was a picture that Courtney posted where people commented like, why isn't, you're on a family vacation and why isn't your son in the picture? And then she wrote or talked about how he's chosen, like he's at the age where he can like make, and he chosen not to be in on social media or anything like that. So I it's think so we funny might see that. that. You bring that up because literally yesterday Ooh. Lincoln said to me, um, hey, a girl in school said that she saw my picture on your Instagram. And what? Yeah. Susie, it what is that experience first, like? It was the first moment. And think of all the episodes we've done where I've oh, talked about him and he's my on God. my feed and all that. And I felt like I should have been more careful. Like he was fine with it. And she, he said she wasn't mean or anything. And he was looking at the pictures to see what it might have been. And I was thankful that I don't really post that much anymore right, and right. I don't post a lot of my husband or child, but think of all the things I've exposed about mm-hmm. somebody else's life mm-hmm. because I happen to have a podcast and I happen to be a little bit of a public figure mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I got it wrong. <gasps> that's a, that's, well, we can make changes from here on out, but that is a really interesting thing to kind of be faced with that. And him to be at the age where his peers are accessing. I don't even have his same last name. And he doesn't tell people I'm on television. Like he's very of private. Course. So I don't really know how they knew. Mom and some mom and dad recognized you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought the first thing I thought of, and I'm waiting to get to this episode in Brain Candy and then oh, I'm gonna no. edit it when I find it. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode I shouldn't repeat it because then it'll be out here I know again. exactly what you're going to talk about. Is it a butthole conversation? It is! I knew it! <laughs> How did you know? Because I know you that well. I know what you will be... Imba- I know what I could imagine him, Lincoln being embarrassed about what... No, I know what I can... What you think Lincoln may be embarrassed about because it's what you would be embarrassed about. Did you, when I told that story, did you think she shouldn't have said that? No, not one little bit. Okay. I'm only thinking about it when I'm going through right now in the Rolodex of like, what could he have said? Because you and I know, like as, as like the, you know, mom and like aunt figure like yeah. this is totally normal yeah totally <laughs> fine i still feel like that i still feel like that too but again we are thinking about what 
do you imagine him being embarrassed about if he were to listen to it? There you go. Yes, Sarah, I'm shocked that you, I'm shocked. This because- is why we would crush it on the dating game or, or, or uh, yeah, we game. Would, the new, that's what we're the best about. I think what I did with him in that moment was good parenting. It a hundred percent was. And maybe telling you off the air would have been fine, <laughs> <laughs> but putting it in an episode, not the best choice. I think that's really funny that we both thought the same thing. Well, we'll be listening. We'll when that episode comes up, hopefully before yeah. his 18th birthday, or some. I don't know when before he uh, his his future yeah. partners find out about this show. Oh my god! But there's just no way to simulate the feeling that I have now when they're little because it's just different. No, it's totally different. And you, you're, <laughs> you're, we, it, it was like clinical. I know. Stop saying it. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I'm like worked up. Okay. This is so funny. Um, But yeah, the Kardashians, I don't know how they function. I don't know. Like to commodify every aspect of your life seems a a bit much. Now, in the cult episode, I think we made some mistakes talking about our castmates. Do you remember things we said about Siobhan and Emily Fitzpatrick and Naya? Mm-mm. I did okay. not hear that. In that part. section of the episode, we I don't I don't remember why, but we were talking about like people we thought we were better than. Oh, that's always a fun conversation. <laughs> I take back it. Oh shit. No wonder I I because I it, at first I was like, we're not even talking about cults. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. I must have skipped over the all yeah. the parts that I should have listened to. <laughs> To go straight to, oh, this is funny. Let's talk about the Kardashians. We were sort of saying, like, we shouldn't feel this way, but we do. And mm-hmm. Oh, you, I, I even remember this. Okay. Yeah. And then with Naya, you know, you at that time, you guys were still right. not friendly because of stuff that happened on the show. But right. you were, like, being critical about the thumb sucking and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. but you were just saying, like, she was so mean to me, and I'm thinking in my head, hey, you, you, you suck, suck your <laughs> which, you know, is a fair point. It is. When you're in a fight to think that. Totally. But I wish we hadn't said that. I things. absolutely wish I had. Because now I understand, I think, what so much of, of <sighs> there's like an acceptance, an understanding of what drives people to do things that affect other people in a hurtful or negative way. Yeah. And I'm sure so much of this is what I learned from what I do for work, uh, you know, but when I think that every behavior serves a function, everyone, everyone Mm -hmm. and no human ever says I mean, like with the rare exception of sociopaths, no human ever says, you know what I really want to do? Wake up and make somebody else angry or upset or fuck somebody else's shit up. What yeah, I want to ruin tra- someone's day. I want to ruin someone's day. Mm-hmm. We may do that, mm-hmm. but it's in an attempt to self-protect 
or to self-soothe or to defend ourselves or to whatever it is, secure our place and survive. survive. Mm -hmm. And I think about how the only difference between me and Naya in that example of sucking your thumb is that she was um, unmasked in her coping strategies and Mm -hmm. I masked them in that mm-hmm. particular we moment said that in, my life. in the episode oh good we said like basically we have these feelings but we know that our stuff is just more private or subtle yeah. and not as exposed and obvious as maybe somebody who's addicted to something or someone who maybe eats too much or whatever where it's a more ever it is um visible. i like know it as i'm doing it yeah oh which let me tell you not any better. No. It might be worse. It's did I really like I, We so, did. It's really funny when my opinion doesn't like so I got that right. That is so funny that it doesn't change how I feel about Yeah. It it's so hard. Now because, I'm gonna go back and listen to that little part that part that I I know. Skipped. I'm like, man. But I think that um, being vulnerable and sort of admitting these things can be helpful, but like not, they're nice people. They are. They really are. They're just they like really, us. Yes. And under different circumstances and with different <sighs> resources and different motivations, I would have made, a, I would have done the same things they did in a lot of situations and they would have done what I did. It's just like. These are the cards you were dealt. This is how you're you're playing this hand. And it's just different than how I'm playing it. Yeah. And like, you know, I look at Siobhan's life. She is happy. She has a beautiful, like, like a nice She's so nice. Yeah. She's like living her best life in Hawaii. (laughs) Like, shut up, Sarah. Yeah. We're not, we're not better than her. Maybe she's... I'm thinking all of them are better than us. Like, I think she was on to something. <laughs> right. Please. Yeah, oh we've God. learned. But so it, much. Listening back, I just think, oh, God, why do we say that? Oh, so much is cringy. The, the, the air of, like, certainty. Like, that, that, that attitude of, like... Like, superiority. And, like, I know anything like i know what yeah. i'm talking about that that this isn't just like maybe how i feel today or mm-hmm. i was like nope this out and it's just like wow i wanted to ask you if you still so um you still felt like your description of god was how you see it because you described it as like not you know man like, in the sky but yeah like a universal connectedness and yes like we're all god kind of thing yes yeah, and that it still... he is within us belief. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought at the time like that I thought that was nuanced and, and useful. I did. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um but I did it's so is, one one of the things is weird. Go ahead. Is Jonestown still your favorite cult? Absolutely. I knew it. It's it really there was a way when you started talking, there was an enthusiasm in your voice. That is like how I imagine somebody talks about their favorite band. <laughs> and you're I like, still and feel then, that. and then, 
again. <laughs> I still do. Because Jonestown is, uh, it's just unreal it that really that is. happened. But it's like that Jane McGonigal book, un- unimagin- or Imaginable. Yes. Where you think something is inconceivable and then it happens. And you have to unpack it and grapple with the fact that human beings can be manipulated like that mm-hmm. and make those choices and and end up in a situation where 900 plus people are dead. Oh, I watched needlessly? that one after you talked about it with the footage yeah. and saw and the radio, the recordings of like the yeah. sounds. I couldn't even believe it. It really is shocking. that. Yeah. And it's like really brings to life. These are actual people just like us Mm -hmm. who joined a group believing that this was a beautiful, virtuous choice that, and it went so wrong. Mm -hmm. And like the kids thing is always what gets me. Like children dying. And mothers do. Oh, but I, I still think there's a misconception about it. And they, a lot of people think that it was more, um, the people willingly killed themselves when most people were coerced or were forced to do it. That's a really good point to make. Yeah. A lot of people willingly did it thinking this was what, what they were supposed to do. But I mean, hundreds of people were forced or coerced into it or felt like they had no choice, you know? Anyway, yeah, it is still my favorite. Um, yours was, what was it again? Your favorite cult? I think I talked it a lot about Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is still a weird one. Because there's so much mystery around it. And I really do think his ability to for for something to be, it felt, and you know what? Actually, this is more of a question. Did the, the, popularity and the public image of Charles Manson and his followers gain like notoriety before or after the, like was, was this something was, was Charles Manson and like his followers, something that was in Mm -mm. pop cult, like in the, in the public part of the public, like you could read about it. Not until people died and then people died. And then it, because it almost yeah. felt like in in the way that I don't know the the history of that is in my mind is that it was very pub like it was very public and like you know they people in Los Angeles weren't. like knew and if you lived in LA you would like know where to go to hang out with Mm-mm. <sighs> interesting. Mm-mm. Like, you know, I'm sure that maybe in their neighborhood in Hollywood, yeah. people knew, oh, that's that hippie group. I wonder if maybe, like, what year was this? 1974? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe later. Yeah, yeah. this, I mean, mid-70s. I guess my parents were in the film industry in, like, the early 80s. So it just feels like there was, like, this... Like Hollywood knew about it or something like that. Well, they but were that connected, just, you know. Yeah, they're see, just connected 69. people. 
69. So before the 70s. Oh, wow. Before that. Wow. Well, because remember long... how like they were, they ended up connected with um, Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. Who yeah. Wearing the Beach Boys shirt today. Because um, Charles thought he was like a musician. Charles thought he was like yes. really talented at yeah. songwriting. That was it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of is that he was able to kind of like charm some people at least enough to like get his foot in the door in these places, but maybe that's just like the charismatic qualities of a cult leader that are the same reasons why people follow him Yeah, or any of them. It sort of reminds me though, you know how people talk about Ted Bundy, you know, he's so handsome and charismatic, right. but he's like just kind he's of mediocre. regular. Yeah. yeah. Because I just think compared to what they imagine a murderer oh, to be like, he he's is. not, uh, uh, what's his name? David Berkowitz, like yeah, like he's not the boogeyman or just some yeah, sort of or like, weirdo. What's that clown guy, Kate John Wayne Gacy or something? Yeah, who like you look at him, you're like, yeah, it probably has two bodies <laughs> in the looks basement. Creepy, you're creepy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, clearly Charles Manson was charismatic enough to persuade these people to kill on his behalf. Yeah, that's. But I think it speaks more to the fragility of human psyche. Yeah. Which I hate that. Yeah. Because I do think, man, it doesn't take oh. much. Well, I think what we talked about in a recent episode about the the callers, the, the guy who called exactly. into the... I can't... I, I like, Don't every, hang up the phone or whatever. Every few days or so, this, that, that thought pops in my mind of how those people went through with that and how we say we wouldn't do it, but then... All the studies prove otherwise. Do you think that it's, you know how you said what repulses you a little bit about Mm -hmm. our early episodes is our certainty? Yep. Do you think though that that can be the thing that makes people fall for your bullshit? Because you act so, yeah. 100%. Well, because I I read somewhere that the people who talk the loudest and the most Mm -hmm. usually have the least to say. Yeah. It's so true. It's like... I do have a lot to say, though, about Next Evo Natural CBD. Oh, me too. I'd like to say shout out to you guys for helping me wind down at the end of the day and also get some Z's without feeling grog. <laughs> get some Z's. Yeah, I keep it in my nightstand, so I yeah, take it before too. bed. So does Adam. I keep one, uh, the stress ones, by my work desk. Me so. too. Do you? Yes. You this shit is stressful. Right it is. You need them within arm's reach. Yeah. At all times. And what I like about them is it's not the kind of thing where you have to worry about the effect or you're going to feel no. groggy or weird. No. And it just takes the edge off where you're not so stressed or you're not so worked up. And then you can lull yourself to sleep yes. or get back to work without freaking having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them to Peg and she swears by them that she takes at bedtime not the gummies. She takes the capsule because it's yeah. time release. So oh. if she wakes up in the night, she can go back to sleep real fast. She oh. recommends those ones. Okay. Okay. I will so pass those along. Something to think about. If you are if you can fall asleep but can't stay asleep, mm-hmm. that might time be release. a good option for you. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. But they have the Smart Sorb CBD. It's like a patented scenario where it gets absorbed in a way that is quicker and mm-hmm. more effective. 
Anyway, make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and then use our promo code WRONG to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast with code WRONG. I really, really like them. Um, Okay, yeah, the power of certainty can be very intoxicating. I think especially to people maybe that are insecure and maybe don't have um, that confidence, yeah. it can be very appealing. Well, it's also very uh, – if you were raised in a family where maybe somebody made a lot of decisions for you, then it feels safer to let some – yeah, comfortable mm-hmm. and familiar to let somebody – Oh man! Continue to make decisions for you. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good and food for thought. The anything unfamiliar feels scary and dangerous yeah. and unsafe. Mm-hmm. So not only is it like I, it's hard to do. It is dangerous for me to do. Yeah, beware. Right. Even though it's probably better. Correct. Okay. Yeah, we're idiots. Totally. Like all of us do this. We all fall for like the, the, just the fallacies, just like our freaking brains. I thought it was really funny how we kept talking about time capsules and yeah. how you like love them. Well, and everybody, uh, you guys all acted like I was cuckoo crazy. Like I'm the only one in the world who went to a school that did a time capsule. I'm like, what is this? Uh, well, I thought... <laughs> Well, it makes sense. Like, and I do feel like there's something about California where you guys do more of them for some reason. This, you know why? Because we have no fucking history. Like we do, <laughs> but we don't. We're like brand new. So we're like, oh, quick, make this into like a landmark. Because like we need important. some. Yeah. This is important. Quick. Man, Chinese theater. Quick. That's our landmark. <laughs> I, did, I thought it was You guys funny. have like You're the like... Liberty Bell. So we're doing the best we can over yeah. here with like. <laughs> the gold rush. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. Uh, um, I thought it was really funny that we dedicated ourselves to doing 21 days of meditation. How many of those, how many days do you do? I thought we did them. Did we? I thought we did. Did we not? It feels like something I would want to do. You know what? It might, no, this was before I went to school. I was going to say this might be when I did it for school. Did we do this? Yeah. I thought we did, or at least claimed we did. Well, that was <laughs> nice. I mean, I just really genuinely don't remember doing this. And I really love how, like, your New Year's resolutions, <laughs> we did none of them. Like, we said we were going to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Yep. I wrote them down to none of them. We said we were going to do the ma- where we would help somebody find a partner on Match.com. We did not. Did not. The and, one- like, the certainty to which we pro- made these promises, the... the- well, that's the optimism, though. Mm-hmm. That is the optimism. <laughs> the only thing I thought that you stuck with was that you don't call them resolutions anymore. There you go. <laughs> Just goals. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're like off the hook. Uh-huh. I still that have done a good you. job with my don't do my makeup in the car one. That Oh, my God. But then I was like, literally this week on Tuesday when we recorded, when we were talking about um, Thrive for our partnership, you were like, 
And, you know, I do my makeup sometimes in the car, but you were like, but I'm not driving. <laughs> I'm the passenger. This is really trying <laughs> to stick so to that. Maybe you cut back, you know? Yeah, I cut back, you know. Like it's not every day. It's just like when you run out of time or something. Yeah. 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 But we're creatures of habit, not just us, me and you, but humans. We really are. We really are. Um, I was very impressed with the... I will say, you know, sometimes we, we, we like think back on these episodes and I'm like, oh man, I didn't know anything. I'll tell you what you know everything about. Uh, the Fuller House. Uh, 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 like, what do you call it? Relaunch or, or, or Wait a minute. I reboot. didn't get to that part of the episode. What did I oh say about it? Oh my God. It was so funny. You're like, oh, and, and guess what happens? And, and sure enough, like, uh, uh, DJ Tanner. Yep. You guessed it. She's, or no, Stephanie, Stephanie Tanner. Guess what? She's a, a, a widow and guess who's going to help raise her child. Yep. You guessed it. That's her Kimmy next Gibbler. door neighbor. And, yeah, Kimmy Gibbler and <laughs> her sister. The funny thing is, I've never even seen Fuller House. I, you talked about, like, I was like, did she write the show? <laughs> it was I must have been so invested funny. in the like, concept. You, you, you knew so much about it. I listened back and I'm like, there is no way she watched an episode of that. Not one. Not one. Not one. It's that the same so as weird. how Oliver Bateman, our guest who was doing our, our year in review, how yeah. you said that, you know, the funny thing is he couldn't tell you the names of any of the other Kardashians except Kim Kardashian, but he can give write a book on why the Kardashians are an important part of pop culture history yes. and why they matter. Yeah. 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 Like we're interested in concepts, but like yeah. not actual consumption of. And you both thought that I was ridiculous for like time capsules. So I don't think I've ever seen the Kardashian show, whatever. Keeping up with the Kardashian. I don't think I've ever seen. What? I've seen clips. Susie, you're missing out because it is. I must hilarious. be. You're, you're missing out on. I mean, basically everything you see in the clips. But what do you like? Because they're funny. You mean Courtney selling Kim that she ugly cries is so funny. Or like Kim, there are children who are starving. (laughs) People are dying. People are dying. Yeah. Yeah. But I was actually on team Kim about that because if I lost a diamond in the ocean, I would be really upset. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if I had Kim Kardashian money. Really? I think I still would be because I get I mean, upset I... like if I don't save 50 cents with a coupon or something. Yeah. I, I like mean, I hate I when, would. like a missed opportunity or when you, I hate yeah. waste a lot. I really this is hate you waste. and Eli. This is you're the same. <laughs> Wait, do you not mind waste? I, of course I don't like waste, but well, I, what? What you, you said then? something that was very, that that really like stuck with me. Okay. You said we all waste in different ways. That's true. And I and we all don't waste in different ways. Yeah, there's different kinds of waste. There's different kinds of waste. Mm-hmm. And when I, I was like, oh okay. Yeah. That well because when when I start fixating on oh I I, I wasted this money or something, mm-hmm. then I think stop because now you're wasting time and energy. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's a balance. It's a balance. And it's like, I have not purchased myself 
anything like new. Like I get all my clothes like used or like I love this surplus. Like anything. Yeah, you're not a wasteful person at all. I'm not a wasteful person. Yeah. So what do you notice though about Eli that he's like hyper into? What is it? Is it money or no? It it's food waste and. But it is the best because because he was a heavier kid. And because he says that, um, like he just came from a big family and not like big size, like big, like there's a lot of them. And so his mom was always like cooking for a bunch of people and there's always so much leftovers. And then he feels the need to like eat the leftovers. And so he doesn't want there to be, he wants like everything to get put to use. And so there's, yeah. we've got the stock bag. We've got the veg, frozen veggie bag it. of like those. We've got the, uh, like everything gets saved. But then he loves me because I also can't, I don't like to waste anything. So we were like over at his sister's house uh, having dinner and they had some like, like a, a really good like honey glaze that, that she made for like a baklava or something that we, that we ate. And there was like extra and they went to go throw it away. And I was like, no, 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 I'll use that in my tea. And I took it home and it was so good. I didn't even need to put tea I in like that. it had all the flavor. It was so good. And they're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I Eli think that's virtuous. I do. So and I was like, don't throw that away. That's good. Yeah. I like that yeah. because but now I've gained 30 pounds since I've been with you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't eat if you're not hungry, but like I, we live in a country of waste. Yeah. And that is why I hate, I'm glad that you've sort of been converted away from fast fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because that is so disturbing to and me. And I how... can't, you know, every time I like try, like I, I, I'll, I'll even like look on like H&M or, or Forever 21 and I'll like put stuff in my cart. You know, what I'm really shopping for like sweats, like, and I can't bring like, I just want like a sweatshirt and sweatpants, like baggy ones. And then I'm like, oh, am I really going to spend like this much money on a sweatsuit that's like not, you know, a fast fashion disposable one? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I keep putting them in my cart, yeah, like the cheap one, and then difference. I can't, I can't, there's a big price difference, but I can't pull the trigger because I'm like, this isn't right. I can't do it. I keep wanting to, but then I, I don't. That you're so right though about so the baggy thing nothing. because I, if I, next time I get brain candy hoodie, I'm getting extra large because extra I'm large. sick of these small ones. Me too. I want it so oversized and big now. Like I want to be yeah. like. Where'd I go? Right. I don't know what I've been thinking trying to get Me too. I like try got things. I'm like, why is everything I own cropped? <laughs> Stop it. Where's the rest of my clothes? Yes. I'm glad you've hit upon this rock with me because I've had it. I need a yeah. big freaking hoodie. I want to get like, lost want... in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything extra large. All right. Well, I can't believe you said that butthole thing. I really I can't. can't. Suze, I we know we know we'll each find other. We'll find it. I'll get it um, out. Okay. Oh, fast. what else did I want to talk about? Um, uh-huh. well, we'll save the challenge stuff for later. Um, I oh, loved yeah. on the show where we said, "I can't wait to see what happens to Kanye." Wow. Yeah. We were like, we're like "What are our predictions?" And we were like, "Well, oh, I'll tell God. you one thing. Every woman that's or every man that's been with the Kardashians is like, you know, and we said, cursed. I cursed. And we said, I can't wait. I wonder what will happen to Kanye. Yep. Was, cause was that the, an ideology? Like people thought there was like 
a yeah. silly idea of a curse for anyone that's with these women. Yeah. <sighs> Although mm. I would, I'm, I know it's mental illness or whatever, but I think that his undoing started when his mom died. Yeah. From but that. I think that just maybe lines up with the timeline of when you tend to see I thought you were these say things. When he start what he got with Kim. And oh no, but oh. when you see these things in, you know, yeah, maybe the confluence males. of the timing yeah. and then that. Yes, and um, you know how there, there's we've talked about how with like mental health, it's kind of like a, a, a light bulb in the light socket and the light switch turned on and the electrical bill paid and like you know all the things lining up. Yeah, so maybe he's got all the wiring. And he's got the light bulb in the light socket. And then mom dying was like the light switch, like the trigger event. That Don't you think it's weird, though, that she died from plastic surgery and then he ended right. up with right. like, the poster child? Yes. Right. So strange. Yeah. And then You're going to have like... to like analyze that one for me, Freud, because whoa, mm-hmm. that's something. Mm-hmm. Boy, I can't mm-hmm. believe we were prophetic about that. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We talked about Justin Bieber versus Justin Timberlake. And uh, we asked, like, posed the question, do you think Justin Bieber has staying power? And you and I both said yes. Bieber had a big year. And you know how much I love the Biebs. We (laughs) love him. (laughs) Definitely Bieber. He had a big year. Uh, What did he do do this year? What was his? He put out an album that transitioned him from Teeny Bopper to. Like adult women at their book clubs are talking about how they have, you know, Bieber fever. I have it. <laughs> Sarah has Bieber fever. I haven't checked him out. I, I, I just followed him on Instagram today. Oh my gosh. Rock so, bottom. Do you, think, do you think that Bieber has staying power? Do you think he'll yes, be around for, for a sure. while? Yeah. I do too. I know he'd. I know, because, and and he's I, like yeah. another Justin Timberlake waiting to happen. And today it was just announced that Justin Bieber sold his entire collection, like the rights to his music for $200 million. And it is the largest amount that uh, anybody's paid for a music collection for that, that particular, I think that pub from that that era company. Well, I mean, I wonder why so many of them are selling their rights these days. That's like a new development. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about the logic and what, uh, I think that. it's that that money is then they're selling the rights and then investing in other things because mm-hmm. I think that there's, there's something to be said. Like, so you own the rights to your music, which ha- can be used, like, you know, if it's used in things, you're making royalties off of that or, you know, whatever, like paying yeah. the, 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 somebody's paying you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that if you take if you sell that collection, then take that two hundred million and you and invest in a tech company or invest in like, then that is how a lot of these. Yeah. Like, well, and I think they're thinking that the music industry is going in the shitter. Yeah. And that it'd be better to invest in some totally. other. And you're getting yeah. pennies per play, but and so what? Somebody else is making the money off of your Spotify plays, but yeah. now you get that two hundred million to then. Turn yeah, right. And you're, you can, you're, it's not like all of his future music too. He probably still owns the rights to maybe things that he makes in the future. But yeah. Then he, so this is just like the old, like, yeah, take this stuff. I'm going to use that money. I, I, I thought about that and I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. this is what, cause like, I feel like Jay-Z did the same, did something similar and then he like created beats or no, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre did something similar and then beats by Dre. And now that is a billion dollar mm-hmm. thing. 
I don't even know if that's how it started, but that's, I feel like that could be. Can you believe Justin and Haley are still married? No, but yes. Why? Trauma bonding. I feel like they both like connect on on the same kind of thing. Like it's like a weird kind of trauma. Like hmm. the, this celebrity like being exposed and, and but he pulled out. the old thing that I grew up in where like you you say you're not going to have sex because once he became like right. a born again Christian he. Right. Right. said he wasn't going to bang anymore and so then he had to marry her to bang her yeah and usually that doesn't like last i think they're gonna last <sighs> wow my money's on them the optimism fine. yeah there is no way we should bet right now yeah let's make a bet a hundred bucks i was gonna say that that sounds One, okay fair. let's we have to put a time limit on it or else okay okay so i think they're gonna get divorced by the time he's what how old is he now is he 30? Let's find out. Yeah. Google that shit. Uh, I, my Siri doesn't work when I'm on the phone with you, apparently. I'm thinking within five years. Okay. Five years. Okay. That's yeah, fair. So that's by fair. Um, January of 2028. Justin Bieber, 28. January of 2023. By the time he's 33. So when he, he's wow, out that's... of his Saturn return. <laughs> Okay, so $100. If he's still married then, I'll give you $100. Yes. I can't wait to have $100. And we'll be rich. All right, everybody. Um, I hope you're okay with all the things we got wrong. Yeah. And we'll continue to get wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's all for now, I guess. We'll see you next time. Bye. Well, what can I say?